Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Happy Wednesday to you. With me, as always, is my friend Stephanie. And uh, Stephanie, what's going on in Indiana today? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, it is cold here, um, but it's um, it's a good day. Everybody's doing well. Well, praise God. It's cold here, too. The last three or four days walking in the morning, it's been a struggle. I've worn my Arctic uh, Army gloves, you know, liner, leather, mm. scarf, hat, jacket, puff jacket, zipped up. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's been rough. I almost wore two pair of uh, uh, slacks here, two pairs of uh, uh, sweatpants here this morning. It, it's just been cold. My nose gets all red. I, but you know it's worth it getting out there in the morning. For those of you who keep up mm. with me on Facebook, you see a picture that in my story every morning you know if i've walked or not unless i forget once in a while i always throw a picture from first thing i usually within the first 15 or 20 minutes of walking if i see something cool i put that picture on facebook so i'm accountable to my facebook watchers and uh but anyway uh, appreciate you guys hanging with us uh boy wasn't yesterday a good day with byron fox and uh just enjoyed hearing him and his take on music and how it helps people and his suggestion that we should listen to the Bible being read and uh, what a great way that is to heal. And, you know, uh, I do it every day and I recommend you folks do it as well. But it's great to have Stephanie back in the house with us. And uh, as you remember, we're still in Proverbs chapter eight. Uh, we're actually going to be starting in verse 31 here in a minute, but we have our segment. You might be a knucklehead if and things you don't say or do to people with PTSD. And so far I've been putting them together and I have another one here. It's you never say or do, and it makes you a knucklehead if you say, if you continue dwelling on it, you'll never move on. So folks, that's things we never say or never do, or that make us a knucklehead. Hey, did you ever hear that, Stephanie? Mm, I'm not sure if I ever had. Yeah. Would it have bugged you? Probably. Yeah. It would bug me. There's a lot of things, yeah, yeah. I'm having to learn that. Uh, there's a lot of people that say things that bug me, so I have to give it to God. <laughs> I am bugged every single day. I just got to be upfront with you, man. I, I don't go through a day without being bugged at least once, but most of that is my fault. Um, so, but if somebody said something like this, it's their fault. So I'm not <laughs> sure what we do with that, but. Uh, I think it's their fault if somebody does something like that or says something like that. And, uh, but anyway, here we are in chapter eight. So, so much going on, you know, we've been talking about wisdom and here we are in the book of wisdom and, and we know there's a whole section of wisdom books and, and, uh, we're talking about how God's praising wisdom. We just finished up the history of wisdom and uh, how historically it was important in the Bible and in times and, and how important it is in our families. 
and uh, wisdom's a pretty important thing. So we, and and now we see the Lord just appealing to us about wisdom over the next five or six verses. So I want to take a time and hop in here, and we'll talk about that. Uh, before we do that, so Stephanie, you guys had like your entire family in town for Thanksgiving. Um, not everybody, but a good portion of them. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you had a good group, a good group, and uh, we had a pretty good group here. We had our adopted kids there, uh, Max, our son from Korea, who kind of moved in with us when he came over to go to college with Doug, and, and uh, his dear wife, Nai Young, and they're two adorable little girls, and then, you know, Doug and his wife, and Daniel, Debbie, and I, and we did some eating, man. I, I'm still eating on some of that food. You know, I just had a piece of pie a little while ago. If I keep this up, I, you know... I don't know what's going to happen. I might not fit in my clothes anymore. I don't know. <laughs> but but to be honest with you, I, I don't think I'll put on any weight. But I I, I want you. you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had a buffer built in. So I think I told you last week, the day before Thanksgiving, I went to the doctor and I had lost a couple pounds by mistake. And so I had to put those back on anyway. And yeah. uh problem so, i've never had it but you know i see so, that bugs you so god gave me a buffer well and i never had that problem for many years either so i've i've been one of those people who had the same thing going on and uh uh but anyway here we are in proverbs 8 learning about wisdom and boy wisdom is something we seek wisdom is something i think that only comes from god wisdom we find in the words of god wisdom we find in the actions of god yesterday we talked about the character that a Christian displays. And I believe that character uh, comes from being wise, being in the word of God, learning from God. And it says in the Bible, rejoice in an inhabitable part of the earth. And it says in my delights were with the sons of men. Now, therefore hearken unto me, O ye children for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is a man that heareth me watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. But whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Wow. What do you think when I'm reading that, Stephanie? Well, I think a couple of these verses I think are some of my favorites, um, 34 and 35. But there's some simple truth here that's put forward so easy to understand that holds truly the keys um, yeah. to a life full of joy and peace and being God Yeah. versus what he summed it up with, um, loving death. I mean, if you choose the way, the way of the transgressor is hard. And if you choose that path, in essence, whether you would admit it or not, you love, you hate, wisdom and you love death you love that and i don't think that means just death from an eternal perspective i think it means death from from a life now perspective of where life is worthless it has absolutely no meaning and no worth if you're not following the wisdom that god has put forth exactly like, very powerful these verses yeah it's like how do you want to live you know, do you want uh, do you want an abundant life and eternal life? Do you want no mm -hmm. life at all? I mean, I, I guess that's what you're saying, and I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. 
I think you got yeah. a couple options here. Well, we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Is that fire insurance to you? Mm-hmm. Or is it time for the next step? And uh, I, I think that's what's going on here. Boy, that next step yeah. is so. And we all know people that are miserable. We all know people that are saved and outside the will of God. And that's a pretty nasty place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a scary place to be because without, without the being in God's will, you you lose that protection. You know, I think of Psalm ninety one and He that dwelleth in the secret place. That is that that's God's will. Yeah, dwell in the secret place wherever that is on earth, whatever vocation He leads you to, you're still dwelling in the secret place. And when you do that, you're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. And that's when you can say, I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. That's the safe place. It doesn't always mean it's easy. It doesn't always mean that it's full of um, all good things. Um, we wish, <laughs> by all means, we wish it did. Um, but it's it's a p- place of peace. And even when those hard times come that make no sense, you know, you're where God wanted you to be. And there's a sense of, okay, I can go on because of that. That's, that's priceless. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there's a, there's a different sense. There's a different trait. There's a different walk when you're walking with God and you're in his will or trying daily to be in his will. I mean, it's one of those Romans experience and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I mean, studying the word of God, learning from the word of God. And, and really Romans 12, one, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. And I think, I think folks over and over again, when we look at wisdom, the first part of wisdom is not some valor where you're fighting things, you're going crazy. The first part of wisdom is where you say, God, here I am. You know, you get saved and, and then that first step, that big step, you know, we talk about it in baptism and it's true. We, we don't get baptized to get saved. We get baptized to step out in obedience, to show God in the entire world that, you know, it's about serving him, that we're putting him first. And, and Mm -hmm. so, and, and, you know, it's an easy slide, Stephanie, it's an easy slide to go from, um, you know, putting him first to putting him last too. It, it can move around. It's a tricky thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's real tricky. So uh, you can easily slide back and forth. And, and, and I think the yeah. trick is, is, you know, and, and Byron said yesterday and Stephanie hasn't had an opportunity to hear this. And, but Byron was talking about yesterday as part of the traits of the character of God and things like that. And he said, listen to the word of God every single day, shut down the outside noises, distractions. You know, uh, he talked about how he knew a man that was just really going through it. Got no slept, no, no sleep, got no slept. See, I, it comes out sometimes, you know, <laughs> but he got no sleep and, and, uh, uh, and he brought him over a cassette deck and all the cassettes of the Bible. This was 30 years ago or whatever. And over and over again, the man listened to that and he started healing. He started learning and these other things were pushing out of his mind. God is not going to share space with anything evil. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's why your heart is sealed by the Holy spirit of God. That's why we're miserable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you, what do you tell somebody, Stephanie, who keeps on teeter tottering on, uh, having the greatest life ever serving God or searching some great life that doesn't involve God? Well, I think you go back to um, the book of Ecclesiastes says so much about what life is all about. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you're going to look back. And if your whole focus was to lay up treasures on earth, because that's what this boils down to, or to just have fun or to just feel good in the moment, yeah. you're going to find at the end of your life that it was all empty. It was all vain. It was all, you know, how, how many times does Solomon and Ecclesiastes say all is vanity or this was vanity. And if God gives you those joyous things in life, then by all means, take them. You know, when God gives you the desire of your heart for, you know, something specific that's awesome. But don't don't take the temptations that Satan offers you, the counterfeits, yeah. because that will lead to destruction and emptiness and tears. And in the end, it will be like a sword pierced through your heart, as we've read here in Proverbs. And God's wisdom will lead to joy, no matter what your circumstances always are. It may not always seem like it leads to happiness, but it will lead to joy because joy is something that God gives that's really special. And it's just, it's just a belief in him. You know, we've been in Ecclesiastes at church and pastor's been preaching an outstanding series. And one of the verses we talked about this weekend, he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. And, you know, we dig at these pits with our actions and our evilness and our wickedness. And when we dig at that pit, sometimes we think we're snaring someone else, but we're digging a pit when we're not following God. We're digging a pit. And that's where all the the wickedness comes from. And then a couple of weeks ago, he, he preached on a verse that I highlighted, circled, underlined. And uh, this was one of my memory verses, uh, not too long after I got saved at a church I was going to in Alexandria, Virginia. But it says, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all you might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. So I think, you know, just saying what Stephanie's saying, just hop in, do it. Just serve God and do what he tells you to do. Because once you get to the grave, it's all over. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, uh, there's no watershed moment, Stephanie, where we're going to get, yeah. the, we're not getting the word that, you know, two years before we die, Doug, two years from today, you die, start working for me. I yeah. think, you know, I think there's this innate responsibility that all Christians, I think, first of all, I think all Christians have to grapple with the idea of full-time service. And if God shuts that down, that's okay. He does with most people. But then I think the next thing we grapple with and pray about and seek is, uh, you know, we're a member of this church. What does God want me to do with this church? And that's why we're always hopping on. If you go into a church and, and it's not the right church, it's not doing God's word right, the narcissist, whatever the case may be, we go to that right church so that we can serve. And I, and I believe serving God is a, the local church is all about serving God. And you need to be able to do that. And, uh, and, and man, you better be in the right church and, and, you know, there's knuckleheads out there in life and you need that church to stand beside you, you know, to, to that pastor, to lift you up and hold you up in those prayer warriors. And, you know, life can be really icky sometimes, and these people can make it now, therefore hearken unto me, O ye children for blessed are they that keep my ways hear instruction and be wise and refuse it, not hear my instruction and do it. Don't, don't listen to the instruction. Don't spend the time this morning on this podcast and do anything else. And then blesses the man that hearkeneth me, that heareth me, I'm sorry, watch it daily at my gate, waiting at the post of my doors. 
But whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor from the Lord. I don't know what's more important in life than finding favor from the Lord. Uh, finding him getting saved, number one. Number two, finding favor from the Lord. It affects an entire family. I mean, one person finding favor in the Lord, one person selling out, doing what God wants them to do, one person listening to God, boy, it can change everything, Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, one person seeking, you know, that we see this throughout scripture, one person making all the difference in the world. And, um, we just heard a message on this yesterday morning of, you know, as we look at our world as our country, um, it's heartbreaking. It should make us weep as it made Jeremiah weep for his people and his nation. And yet God said he was looking for one person who would really seek him, who would really repent, who would really stand in that gap. And in Jeremiah's day and Ezekiel's day, he couldn't find a person. Yeah. And one person hearing instruction, one person saying, I'm going to wait and watch and look to Jesus, who is wisdom. And we see this reiterated so many times in the New Testament, where in James, God says, draw nigh to me. And I will draw an eye to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart. Be double-minded. It starts with God's people. Yeah. Us washing. And I mean cleansing. In other words, we're scrubbing clean and purifying um, in the sense of we're letting God take that dross off the top. We're letting him do that refining work. And trans. He's, we're letting him transform us. You know, we're the, the real us that's been regenerated by the spirit of God at salvation is alive because that's where Jesus lives. And so he's there. He's waiting for us to surrender to his transformation because he's there. He's ready to do it. He's trying to do it. If we'll, because we can't be transformed to the world as a child of God, but we will be conformed if we do not let God transform us. One of the two will happen. You're either being conformed to the world, which is the path of the scorner and the fool or you're letting God transform you, which is the path of wisdom that we're, that we're talking about here and where you're hearing his instruction and watching daily at his gates and waiting at the posts of his doors. And when you're doing that, that's when you find favor with the Lord. And yes, you're right. There's no better aim in life than to be found faithful. That's what I see there, to put it in our, in our terms today. Finding favor with God means you're found faithful by him. Yeah. And, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And boy, this last verse haunts me. It's like this verse itself is, uh, it just slaps you around. It says, be he that sinneth, uh, uh, but he, but he that sinneth against, sinneth against me, wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. And, you know, we don't purposely, that's not somebody saying, oh, I love death. I love wickedness. I love this. I love, no, it's anybody who's not serving God, who's not finding wisdom, who's not doing what God has for them today. Anybody who's not stepping out and saying, God, help me get wiser. Anybody who is going down that wrong road, anybody who's looking for that, uh, you know, that tramp in the night, whether it be man or girl, anybody who all these things are building on each other, anybody who's outside of my will, love it, death. They love death. And so, uh, mm-hmm. friends, I'm going to tell you, we're either serving God with everything we got or we're on the wrong side of the fence. 
And this mm. is a hard thing. This affects me. This affects Stephanie. This affects everybody who's ever taken a breath and is saved, realizing that we've got a job, we've got a role, we've got a responsibility, that somehow we've got to get rid of those things inside of our mind, get rid of those things inside of our lives that takes away from God and, and replace them by that wisdom that God gives us and doing the right things by God, doing the right things by our family, being in that right church. And, and I, I really think that's what wisdom is all about. Wisdom is all about growing. Wisdom is all about serving. Wisdom is all about passing it on. We don't want to be wise by ourselves. We want to pass it on. Yeah. And well, when I look at wisdom, I think of, um, the passage in Philippians that talks about let this mind be in you and the mind of Christ is the mind of wisdom. And so I think that the key to being a wise person, all of these, you know, being in the right church and all of these things will be fruit if you're walking with the Lord, because wisdom is Jesus Christ there and knowing. Yep. And so I think that's the massive key is let this mind be in you, that mind of Christ, because Christ is wisdom. So get to know Jesus. Have thine own way, Lord, and uh, just give yourself to him. Let him have his own way with you. I promise you this, his way is so much better than the other way. His way will bring you to a place of happiness, will bring your family to a place of happiness. He's a worthy God, and uh, there, he's, he's the only worthy God. Well, I don't know about you, Stephanie, but we've reached that point of wrapping this thing up. And I'll tell you, again, it comes down to these two adamantly opposing polar opposites, wisdom and folly, or being wise or being foolish. And um, a choice has got to be made. Mm, yeah. Well, that's what life is all about. Everything is a choice. And God puts t clearly throughout Proverbs over and over, puts two paths in front of you and says, what choice, which path are you going to take? And um, I think remember that he makes that promise in Psalm 119 that his word is, it's a fact, it is a light to our path. And it's, it's a light to our path, a lamp there to give us guidance for every single step we take. And he will guide you in the way of truth. And well. if you find a path, it will be a wise path. And there it is. Hey, folks, we love you. If there's ever anything we can do for you, we just... We're just honored, again, that you take the time to listen to us today, and we want to help you. If you're in a bind, if you could use some help, make sure you look for us at Help for Wounded Spirits. And please know we're praying for you daily. Pray for us. Looking forward to just uh, coming back tomorrow, hopping in Proverbs chapter 9. We'll see you all then. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, 
thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.